Hey, sister girl, are you guilty of people pleasing? Because if you are, I have a word for you. Today, we're going to talk about saying no to people so you can say yes to God. We're going to dig into Galatians chapter 1, verse 10, and I'll also share some personal experiences. So grab your Bible, grab a pen, and let's do it. Listening to Her Renewed Strength, the podcast, a place where you, my sisters in Christ, are encouraged to walk by faith and equipped to live well, steward well, and set your minds on eternity. I'm your host, Erica Diaz Castro, your Jesus loving Puerto Rican life coach. If you're tired of living a life burdened by anxiety, burnout, or overwhelm, if you're ready to do more of what you love, create more space for the things and people that matter most, and better steward the gifts and resources God graced you with. If you want coaching, encouragement, fellowship, and just a friend to help you shift your perspective from the temporal to the eternal, you're in the right place. Grab a coffee, journal, and a pen. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to the party, and let's dig into today's episode. So let's dig into what people-pleasing actually is. I did a quick search on Google. And Merriam-Webster.com defines people pleaser as someone or something that pleases or wants to please people. Often, a person who has an emotional need to please others, often at the expense of his or her own needs or desires. And then there's an additional quote here by Megan Fritz, no idea who she is, but she said, if you grew up in a home With a difficult, emotionally unavailable parent, you may have unconsciously picked up the pattern of people-pleasing in an attempt to engage the aloof parent. Okay, so I'm not going to go down the world or the road of psychology and all the things that people-pleasing can disclose about you or reveal about you. But what I do want to do is dig into what the Bible has to say about people-pleasing. So before I do that, I just want to share a couple things. The first is that people-pleasing can take so many forms. Sometimes it's saying yes when you're tired, you're busy, or even overwhelmed and already suffering from anxiety. Sometimes it's acquiescing to the pressures of those around you, despite you having stated your position or your preference, whether or not you've provided explanations for those positions or preferences. It can even take the form of tolerating disrespect for fear of being perceived as difficult or problematic. The question is why? Why do you do this? I'll share my own example, my own story, about a time when I chose to be a people pleaser. And full disclosure, this is a sexual harassment story. Not like a Me Too story, but a really clear example of how people-pleasing led me to mishandle a situation. I was having a conversation with someone I work with. He's a man. And in the past, we had had really great interactions. I never had the inkling or idea that he would say anything inappropriate to me. We were having a conversation one day about like spas and bathhouses in San Francisco because he and his fiance we're planning their honeymoon and like we were all on the same team and we kind of openly talked about like spas and things that we like to do. 
with our significant other. So I had shared, yeah, I went to this one place um, before the pandemic, blah, 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 blah. He said something like as a joke about nudity. I was like, oh no, I wouldn't have gone to a place where I was like nude. And his response to that was, it wouldn't be bad to run into you in one of those places. And I disengaged pretty quickly. I essentially like ended the conversation politely and like ran back to my area. And I was so frustrated and embarrassed. I was frustrated with myself because I didn't say anything to put him in his place. And I was embarrassed because I thought to myself, I probably have led this dude to think that he can speak to me this way. So I was embarrassed about whatever action I wasn't aware of me taking. So I was like, you know, trying to like backtrack, like how did it get to this point? What the heck did I do to get here? And I prayed about it that night and I just had a moment where I was so sad, just sad, you know, like I didn't feel safe talking to that person anymore. I didn't even want to see them, but I knew that I needed to talk to him about it and put him in his place. So the next day I messaged him. I didn't even go up to him because I just didn't want to see his face. I messaged him and I said, the conversation we had yesterday made me really uncomfy and generally I like interacting with you and I think we have really good conversations but that was out of line and I just don't want to ever have an interaction like that again and he apologized and basically stopped talking to me after that but even in the words I used the language I used I was trying to make it less than what it was by highlighting the fact that Prior to that time, I felt like I liked interacting with you, right? Like I was like still trying to like make it as uncomfortable as it could be, as I could. I said uncomfy instead of uncomfortable. Like I I play this in my mind sometimes and I'm just like, the lessons I learned from that one interaction are going to be the lessons I teach to my daughter and the women I lead now because I'm a leader in my organization. But when I look back at it, I just ask myself, like, what was I thinking? Why was I trying to make an uncomfortable situation less uncomfortable? Why was I trying to please this person when he made me so uncomfortable? Like he didn't have a problem saying to me what he said. So why would I have any hesitation to make him aware that he crossed a line And I was so angry with myself even after that. And I realized it was because I was, in a sense, trying, not trying, yeah, I guess. I was was people-pleasing, you know? I was, in a way, giving him permission to interact with me that way, even though I wasn't, even though I didn't want to, even though I was telling him, you know, this is not okay, but I still was saying, like, but I like interacting with you. Like, why'd you have to do this, you know? So anyway, that's my own experience. And when I think about people pleasing, you know, I wasn't thinking about even myself, obviously. I was thinking about how he would react. And this is a person who, if I never saw them again, and I never have seen him again after that, the world shut down and all, you know, the world changed because of the pandemic. But, you know, I look back and I'm like, I'm having this interaction with a person who doesn't have any significant role in my life 
except that maybe, just maybe, I could witness to this person, you know? Maybe my life would be an example to him and point him back to God. Whether it does or not is not up to me, but like that's just the only thing that I could come up with as far as significance of this person in my life. And so I wondered for so long, and even in preparing for this particular episode, I wondered again, like, why, you know? And there are all these reasons for me, and they might not be the same for you, but they might be. For me, it was fear of making someone else feel uncomfortable, fear of being judged, even though obviously this person already judged me, fear of being problematic or being perceived as difficult, and so many other things that I'm not going to get into. And I was in a study. I was in Galatians um, maybe like two or three weeks ago when I wrote down this idea. And in Galatians chapter one, it starts off with, um, in verse six, the distortion of the gospel. It says, I'm amazed that you're so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is not just another account, but there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But Even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be accursed. As we have said before, even now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you received, he is to be accursed. And here's the verse. For am I now seeking the favor of people or of God? Or am I striving to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. And while this particular passage is talking about people falling prey to essentially false teachers and acquiescing to their teachings because they're trying to people please, the greater, you know, part of this or the part that I'm focusing on today is the fact that we tend to make concessions where we should not make concessions, especially in ways that don't honor God. So I'm going to break this verse down. This is Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. That verse, I'll read it again, says, For am I now seeking the favor of people or of God? And seeking the favor is actually translated from the Greek word pytho. And that word means to persuade or be persuaded, or to trust, have confidence, or be confident. So when you're thinking about what that means in terms of this particular passage and how that applies to the greater theme of this episode, people-pleasing, are you trying to convince other people that like they're okay? Are you not letting people know where they're wrong? whether it's in the way they treat you or in maybe even the way that they speak about your faith because you don't want to make them feel uncomfortable or because you don't want to stir up trouble. You don't want to be a troublemaker. Well, Paul is saying that that's not okay. In fact, he's saying that those people are going to be cursed, which essentially is trouble, right? Like, there will be trouble. You don't have to do anything to stir up the trouble that they're going to get into, but we don't have to stop telling people 
the truth and responding in a way that is appropriate because we're afraid of how people will react. And so if you struggle with people pleasing, whether it's because you want to be accepted, because you want to receive love from them, or because you don't want to stir the pot, whatever it is, winning someone else's favor is not more important than being right with God. Okay. I'm going to say that again. Winning someone else's favor, persuading someone to accept you by acquiescing to their unholy ways, to their unholy speech, to their disrespect, to their selfish requests, trying to make them comfortable and trying to persuade them to love you by saying yes or trying to convince them that you're worthy of their friendship or their their approval or whatever is not worth it when it compromises your rightness with the Lord. The second part of that verse says, if I were still trying to please people, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. If I were still trying to please people, I wouldn't be serving Christ. And Galatians chapter five speaks to that. You can't walk by the spirit when you're giving into the flesh. And that desire to be accepted by the world is contrary to the spirit. So I encourage you, if you are in a position where you're being, you know, asked to do something that isn't something that honors the Lord, that isn't something that is good for your health, whether it's your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, and especially your spiritual health, then say no to those people and say yes to God. I'm going to leave you with three journal prompts to get to the bottom of your people-pleasing. Number one, who, what people do you tend to please? And what do those concessions look like? I'll have these on the show notes, by the way, so you can head to herrenewstrength.com forward slash podcast, click on show notes, and then click on episode 41, and you'll have these (laughs) journal prompts. So number one, who, what people do I tend to please? or try to please, and what do those concessions look like? Number two, what is my thought process when I'm in the midst of a situation that can lead to people pleasing? What is my thought process? What are you thinking about? What is your mind set on? Is it set on the temporal? Is it set on the eternal? And number three, how can I develop the habit of considering God and the eternal ramifications of my decisions when I'm tempted to appeal to people? How can I develop the habit of considering God and the eternal ramifications of my decisions when I'm tempted to appeal to people so that I can resist the temptation to secure short-term comfort? This is a long one, I know. So if you're like, oh my God, Erica, you just said so many words. So what I'm saying is that when you're tempted to people please, you're trying to secure short-term comfort. So how can you develop the habit of considering God and eternity so that you can resist the temptation to be comforted in the short term? How can you develop the habit of considering God and what your decisions mean in, you know, in the eternal perspective so that you can say no to the temptation to be comforted in the short term by people pleasing? So I really appreciate you tuning in and listening. And if you've had a similar experience to mine, 
so sorry, honestly. I think about it and I get so mad at myself still. And I just think about my daughter. And it sucks. It sucks that we live in a world like this. But eternity is the only place, right? Heaven is where things are perfect. And we're not there right now. If you're listening to this, you're still on earth. And the new earth and the new heaven have not come yet. So with that said, I do invite you to hang out with me in the Facebook group. If you're not taking a break from Facebook, you can go to herrenewstraith.com forward slash community and just click to join. Um, And if you are wanting to just build confidence in who you are in Christ, in your identity and your purpose and your calling, and focus on the things that matter, check out Firm Foundations. It's a completely free mini course designed to help you build on the unshakable truth about your identity, your purpose, and your calling in Christ. And like I said, it's free. It's like a Bible study course, kind of. I have some scripture scavenger hunts in there. And just a lot of reorienting of your beliefs and understanding. Because when we're rooted in the truth, anything that comes up against that is really easy to strike down. So that's why that was created. I appreciate you being here. If you're not joining me inside the Facebook group, if you're not hanging out with me inside of Firm Foundations, then I hope I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Hey, sister girl, if you love today's episode, the best way you can show love and support is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other Christian women who want that same support and valuable content actually find the show. Oh, and if you're ready for more and you want to learn about free group Bible study, upcoming events, free courses, and other services, head to HerRenewedStrength.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter to become an insider. You'll get my weekly top five extra tips and bonuses. I'll see you on the inside.